In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. What if, with the right mindset, anything is possible? Join us now and find out how. It's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka is here to inspire you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, Marla is here to inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power with the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, she'll share heartwarming stories, teach you tips and tricks to building a successful business, plus how to unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset. And now, here's your host, Marla Tabaka. And I am so glad to have you all here with us today. Thank you for joining us on the Million Dollar Mindset. Now, in today's show, we're going to learn about turning a difficult scenario, life scenario, into a profitable and meaningful business. You know, in these times, many people are receiving what I hope they'll look at as as lessons about making lemonade out of lemons. And can use you can use that opportunity to, to really think big and resolve problems and create a more wonderful opportunity for yourself. So oftentimes what seems like adversity or difficulty or extreme challenge can really turn into a blessing. And I believe that as we hear from others who have have worked with that belief system, that our confidence and our creativity can grow so that we can step outside of that box as well. So I'm wondering, are you able to let go of any judgment you have around your current circumstances, whatever they are, to allow room for new, innovative thinking? I sure hope you can. And I also hope that today's show can offer you a bit of inspiration to do just that. Imagine being raised in a family enterprise that manufactures and distributes vitamins and not ever being able to take those vitamins yourself. Well, like a hundred million other Americans, Hallie Rich has trouble swallowing pills, and she grew up unable to take advantage of this wonderful product that her family's empire was producing. But she turned this personal obstacle into a business when she launched a product that solves this problem, not only for her, but for millions and millions of people just like her who can't swallow pills. And I'm sure that that took a lot of perseverance and confidence and strength and facing uh, adversity and and a lot else to do what Hallie has done. And so she is here with us today to share some confidence builders and some stories and some insights and tips for us so that we can make a lemonade out of our lemons. Welcome to the show, Hallie. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. 
I'm thrilled to have you here, Hallie. And I'm wondering if maybe, you know, before I start asking you a ton of questions, if you can just tell us about Hallie Rich. Who are you? Where'd you come from? What was growing up in this family business? What third generation in this family business like for you? Sure. I grew up in Long Island, New York, went to the University of Michigan, and then afterwards came back to New York, where I started working with my father and my grandmother, actually, at our family business, which was, as you correctly stated, a vitamin manufacturer and uh, marketing company. And I feel like I basically grew up there my whole life since it was our family business. You know, I started off as a little kid going there and helping with the manufacturing in the back and answering phones and filing and then, you know, eventually working my way up as an adult to uh, being a senior executive with the company. And I loved every part of it. I believed wholeheartedly in the power of supplements. I loved working alongside my father and my grandmother, and I just had a blast really the past 30-some-odd years um, being involved in the vitamin industry in some way or another. But as you pointed out, ironically, I really couldn't benefit from them since I couldn't swallow pills. Mm -hmm. So about, I guess, two years ago at this point, um, I was looking for something to do. Unfortunately, my father had passed away from cancer, and we had to close the family business. And in deciding what to do, I was stressed and a little bit depressed, and I actually walked into a vitamin store for the first time in my life with something to buy and realized there was nothing for me. And that was sort of when I had that light bulb moment of taking the knowledge of the past and turning it into something new for the future for people like me who can't swallow pills. Wow. Wow. So you had such a a double tragic loss there in a very short time period, Hallie. Yeah, it was a very, a very difficult time in my life and was the most difficult and God willing, nothing else will come. Yeah. And hopefully will be the most difficult. Exactly. Exactly. But, you know, I feel like, you know, a lot of the things that went on earlier in my life helped to prepare me for that time and being able to work alongside my father and grandmother and learn a lot of the lessons that have gotten to me to where I am today was really helpful. And, you know, I, I kind of find that a blessing in a way to be able to take part of them with me as I start this new venture. Yeah, how exciting. Now, um, your new company is called, tell us. Rich where we Vitamins can... is the name of the company, and the brand is called Alternavites. Oh, I love that, Alternavites. And that's Alternavites.com, correct? Yes, that's correct. That's great. And so you walk into this vitamins shop and you say, wow, you know, I need vitamins probably more now than ever in my life because of the stress I'm going through. And you realize uh, probably for the the thousandth time that you can't take advantage of all this, you know, all of the, the, the wonderful knowledge that of, of vitamins and, and, and let your own body succeed, let your own body thrive through taking vitamins as well. And, and what you just thought of this powdered form or, or did you, did you go through a process to come up with it? I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, I had being in the vitamin industry for as long as I have and you know, everyone knowing that my father was involved, too, everyone always tells you why they can't take vitamins. They kind of never tell you why they do, whether it's they can't swallow a pill, they're always forgetting, it makes them gag. There's lots of reasons that people don't take vitamins. So when I kind of had this realization that there was, I was looking for, looking to make a new vitamin for somebody like myself who has problems swallowing pills, I also kind of took into account all the issues my friends have told me while they can't swallow pills, and then in doing research looked at what consumers are looking for in a vitamin and kind of came up with what I think is a vitamin to bring people back into the category of people who haven't been 
so happy with some of their choices out there to make it a, a vitamin that's suitable for people looking for a daily multivitamin that easily fits into their life no matter really what their health style and lifestyle is about. Mm-hmm. And what's what's most amazing is that not just that you have this light bulb moment because those don't come all the time for for a lot of people, but that you really followed your intuition and you decided, you know what, I don't know, maybe you didn't know how to do it when when you first got the idea, but you certainly dug in to figure it out. And that's that's fabulous. Yeah, well, I mean, I think one of the hardest things about being an entrepreneur is actually taking that first step and saying to yourself, I can do this. And without, you know, a weekly paycheck coming in and without a clear-cut path, on how to get there, because while you have an idea, nothing ever goes according to plan. Right. I think it was really, you know, I think to me that was one of the hardest things was saying, you know what, I can do this, I believe I can do this, and I'm going to see it through and really take that chance. And, you know, kind of after that ball is rolling, the rest of it, I don't want to say it's easier, but at least you have that momentum going behind you of I can do this and I'm going to do this. Yeah, yeah. You, Hallie, tell us a little bit, um, kind of backing up to your childhood. How did your family respond to your inability to take the vitamins? Oh, it was like a scarlet letter A. <laughs> it, was not, it was not something that my father loved. It was, you know, he used to say it was like the shoemaker's daughter who didn't have shoes. No. Oh. So it was something that, you know, I mean, lovingly he used to joke about. That, you know, of course, we have a, a warehouse full of vitamins and his own daughter can't benefit from taking any of them. But it was a, it was, it was kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. So, but, but it, it sounds like it was embarrassing, too. Oh, for sure. I mean, to be able, you know, be sitting in these high-level meetings and people always ask you what you take, it's your company. And then to yeah. say you can't swallow a pill, you know, which a lot of people think is very childlike. But, you know, as you stated, actually 100 million people have problems swallowing pills, but... Not a lot of people talk about it, and I never really had an issue in being, you know, I was always embarrassed about it, but it is what it is, you know, better to be upfront about it than otherwise. So to be in these meetings and have to admit that I couldn't swallow pills was, you know, definitely embarrassing for me and for my father, because, again, people think it's mostly childlike to not be able to swallow pills. Yeah, yeah. But you had the confidence to be truthful about it instead of kind of tap dance around the issue. Um, Did... Did their response, did the, the, the response from the people in the meetings um, support you in some way in moving forward or cause confidence issues? Which way did that go for you? I think it went a little bit of both. I mean, I think everyone in their life has issues, some big, some small, some that affect them daily, some that affect them, you know, just over time. And for me, this is something, you know, when I get a headache, I have to take liquid Tylenol. Or, you know, when I get a stomachache, they have to give me children's medicine. So it's something I've always had to deal with, but to me, I always like being proactive about my health, and so I could sit back and not tell anyone and have a doctor prescribe me medicine I can't take, but that was just kind of never the way that I was. So even though doctors might snicker or, you know, colleagues might not think it's the most favorable characteristic of mine, Uh to me, I was always like, well, if I don't mention it or talk about it, I'm never going to be able to overcome it. So for me, I was never, I never really used it as something that would hold me back. 
Wow, that's great. That's great. So we're going to go into break in about a minute. And Hallie, when we come back, I'd love to hear about your journey from the moment that you had that that light bulb idea um, to to what happened next and what were the difficult parts of this journey and how did you overcome those and where did you go for for strength and support so that you didn't really waver so much along the path because obviously you brought your dream to fruition. You got to where you wanted to get and uh, that's pretty amazing. And I also want uh, to tell everybody about our show next week. Make sure you tune in when I interview author John Baldoni. John is the author of Lead with Purpose, giving your organization a reason to believe in itself. And I know that's going to be a really enlightening interview. So thanks everybody for being here today. And we are here again with Hallie Rich and you will find more information on Hallie's fabulous product. Even if you can swallow pills, this looks like a really convenient way to take vitamins. So make sure and check it out at um, Alternavites, that's V as in Victor, I-T-E-S, Alternavites.com. We'll be back in just a minute. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. The Multi-Ethnic Church with Mark DeMoz, Thursday afternoons at 1, noon central, is a show that passionately addresses the question, if the kingdom of heaven is not segregated, then why on earth is your local church? They call us Yes, increasingly, our diverse population and the diverse families it's producing is reshaping the face of the local church as people are beginning to recognize the power and beauty of walking, working, and worshiping God together with others of different backgrounds. How can your church overcome the obstacles, and why should you even try? Join a live chat with guests from around the country and the world to learn the effectiveness of churches in the 21st century beyond race and class distinction. This show has its pulse on what it will take for the church to find real reconciliation in our generation. So tune in for the Multi-Ethnic Church with Mark DeMoss, Thursday afternoons at 1, noon central, here on toginet.com. Want to be challenged in a powerful way to leap beyond what you think is possible? Then join us Mondays for the Leah Jansen Show, every Monday at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. central, on toginet.com with Leah Jansen. Listen live as life coach Leah uses her coaching skills to give you the tools you need to take action and create momentum. You are encouraged to call in and share your greatest fears, challenges, and obstacles. And then listen as Leah obliterates those barriers to success. For more on Leah and the show, check out her website, leahjansen.com. That's Leah, L-E-A-H, J-A-N-T-Z-E-N.com. Spend one hour with Leah, and you'll be captivated by her energy, enthusiasm, and magnetism. You'll quickly become addicted to her positive attitude and make-it-happen mentality. Ready for a life-changing, mood-altering show? Then get ready for Leah Jensen. And listen live to The Leah Jensen Show every Monday morning at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to The Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's The Million Dollar Mindset on toginet.com. 
And now, back to your host, Marlon Tabaka. And we're here today with Hallie Rich, who's going to help us learn how to overcome adversity and build confidence. And Hallie, you must have, when, when you had this idea and, and you went to people with it, there, there must have been some resistance. I mean, who'd ever heard of a powdered form vitamin, right? Did you run into any resistance? Yes and no. I think that initially... You know, being the first at anything, I think a lot of times there is some resistance. So I think people, oh, I've never heard of that before. But then the next sentence was always, why didn't I think of that? Are you sure it doesn't (laughs) exist already? So I think that that was really interesting to be the first, but for people to already think it exists. In my mind, that kind of meant, well, people feel that it's something that's necessary if they think it's already out there. So while being the first at anything, I think there's just naturally some resistance because you're deviating from the way people normally do things or view things. But I think the second part was always that they welcomed it and, you know, actually were surprised it wasn't already on the market. Mm -hmm. And so what did you do next? What were your next steps after having the idea? Well, after I had the idea, I really did the research to make sure that a consumer base existed. And when I found out that there were all these people who had difficulty swallowing pills who were looking for a product that didn't exist, I knew that I had something there. And then I really started digging down and doing the hard work. Again, taking into account why people don't take vitamins, for example. Some things are very high in sugar. Some things are missing nutrients. They're not always portable. They're not vegetarian. I tried to take a lot of those attributes and kind of take the best of what's out there instead of it being across whether it's chewables, which, you know, might be a good formula but don't really taste so good, or liquids, which um, have or also have a great formula but taste those don't taste well at all. You have gummies, which are amazing when it comes to a taste, but they're missing nutrients. So I tried to combine all of the positive attributes of those into one product, and that was how Alternavites really came to be. So Alternavites come, it looks from the website like they come in these individual packets, and, and it's a powder, sort of like those those candy sticks we had as kids, is it Exactly, right? exactly. <laughs> you know, a lot of times we get the comparison to pixie sticks. It's very similar in that you just pour a little bit on your tongue at a time, let it dissolve, swallow, and, you know, you've taken your vitamins for the day. But we've also had people who, you know, put it into shakes and protein powders and uh, combine it on their fruit even because they think it tastes really sweet. So it's a very versatile product, which was really one of the reasons I developed it because vitamins are, are supplements. And by definition, supplements should be additive to what you're ready to do in your life, eating well, getting enough sleep, exercising. And I wanted to make something that fit into people's lives. And the portability of those little packets really allow you to do that, especially with the giving. You don't need to pour it into water. There's nothing to prepare so that you can take a vitamin that really fits into your life. Mm-hmm. So, Haley, as a, as a life and business coach, I work with a lot of clients who have a product that they're taking into the marketplace, and it's a, a new product, obviously, in some way. Um, and, and finances are almost always an issue because I think that people oftentimes go into this venture without fully you know, doing their research and understanding the costs involved in taking a product to market. Um, how did you manage that part of the the puzzle? Well, um, a few years prior to launching Rich Vitamins, my best friend and I actually started a charity called Rich and Love Charity, and both our fathers had been diagnosed with cancer, and we thought it was really important to try to give back and to do something 
um, that we thought really channeled our energy into the proper place as opposed to dealing with and mourning with, you know, the eventual passing of both of our fathers. And in doing that, I think I really learned the lesson you just discussed about budgeting, about cash flow, about things always costing more and taking more time than I had ever anticipated it taking. So I think the lessons I learned in that, which I guess is my first entrepreneurial experience, really mm-hmm. helped me in launching Rich Vitamins and knowing how to really handle budgets and expenses and timelines and really knowing how to handle things from inception moving forward. I think a lot of times having been in the business world, you know, you come in whether it's with prior debt or it's with prior, um, you know, bankrolls of, of cash that you could use to start up, whether it's new ventures, new advertising projects. When you're starting on your own, you kind of need to take all that money and really know how you're going to spend it, how long it will last you. And I think having the charity experience really helped me in this venture. Oh, I'll say absolutely. Now, is the charity still running? Yes, that's something we do um, yearly events each year to raise money for different cancer charities um, that are close to our heart. Okay. And is there a uh, a website where people might be able to learn more about that? Oh, sure. It's richinlove.org. Thank you. Rich, rich in love? I am? Correct. Yes. My okay. last name is Rich and um, my best uh-huh. friend's last name is Love. So we combined oh. our names to memorialize our fathers. Oh, that is just beautiful. Wow. So then it sounds like it sounds like you really just kind of flew through the beginning parts of this process. Did you have any challenges in being the first to market with this um, product or, you know, bringing something new to the marketplace at all? Yeah, I think that the vitamin industry is very kind of stuck in their ways, which is good and bad, you know, even just looking at the label things. I don't think everything always looks modern and up to date. It's kind of really based in the 1970s when this industry really took hold. So for me, introducing something new has taken time to gain acceptance, but when people try the product, they love the product. So for us, we really just had to focus more on sampling and doing things a little bit more, I guess, out of the norm that really touching our consumers and giving them an experience, as well as the retailers, um, which we can do with this product since it is something you can taste. Mm -hmm. So that's how we've kind of gone around, I guess, the traditional forms of advertising and marketing, because to your point, it hasn't really resounded well with consumers since it's something new. So if we let them feel it, touch it, have an experience with it, that for us has been generally positive, it allows us to overcome that initial fear of something that's new. Mm-hmm. So walk us through that a little bit. How did you find the opportunity to do the sampling to the, um, the retailers and, uh, and consumers? Well, as the um, vitamins come in those little packets, mm-hmm. we were able to make little sample brochures where you give information on the product as well as adhere the packet to the sample brochure itself and really just work with whether it's our website where people can sign up for a free sample, send them out to our retail accounts so that they can hand them out for free as well. And that's really been the best way for us to get word out there about who we are and to have them get the free sample. Mm. That's great. And then um, the response is, is typically a strong response? Yeah, we've had a, a great response from samples. And people have been saying, oh, I tried a sample from my friend. It was great. Now I'm going to buy them. It seems mm-hmm. that people have really found the answer that they've been looking for, which for mm-hmm. me is you know, extremely rewarding. Yeah, it really is. Where did you go to help uh, for help in having the actual, I don't know what you call it, formula uh, for your vitamins made up? Well, the formula, I pretty much in my mind knew what I wanted to be because I knew what I wanted to take. And having those years, you know, working alongside my father and grandmother and knowing a lot of the 
nutrients, the raw materials, how I really wanted this thing manufactured, I did have a lot of, I guess, self-knowledge there. What we did that was different was, you know, a lot of the flavor houses in the vitamin industry taste the same, and they're good, but I wanted something that was, like, out of the park. And so we actually went to a um, company that specializes in food technology, and we utilized their help to help us really get the taste down. And I learned all these things about first note and middle note and end note that really, I guess, have your mouth and your taste buds really enjoy the whole process of a taste, which I'm not quite sure that people in our industry have because nothing like this has ever been done in our industry. Uh But in food, it's extremely important that it tastes good the whole way through your mouth. And so for us, going to them really helped us get a delicious taste that people really like and that they don't mind taking every day. Mm. Yeah, that's so true. I used to own a coffee shop, and and that's where I learned about the palate and and uh, the different notes. And it's it's really amazing when you're aware of it, and it makes the experience of eating and and drinking wine and drinking coffee and obviously your vitamins so much more enjoyable once you're more aware and and you focus on that. It's true. I mean, I'm noticing even things when I taste, to your point, food, drinks, that I never noticed before just because I'm looking for it. And there are things that I had never known because, you know, like vitamins are mostly swallowed, so there really is no taste. And things that we didn't really concentrate on in the vitamin industry. So it's really been an education. Yeah, yeah. So I'm curious, Hallie, your vitamins, how... What what did you use to make them, if it's not like a trade secret or something, what did you use to make them palatable in this form? Because vitamins, if you let them sit in your tongue, they taste awful. Yeah, they really taste awful. Um, we use specially, specially coated nutrients that help hide the taste. And then we've also used some maskers and some flavor enhancers, which are all natural, that help us to mask the flavors and then to embrace, enhance other flavors as well. Okay. Oh, it sounds uh, it sounds like taking candy every day. Right, right, right. <laughs> it's kind of like making a recipe of making cookies. You know, sometimes you need yeah. a little bit more sugar, sometimes you need a little bit more flour, but once you get it down, the recipe works. But if you leave out one of the ingredients, it you know it could be disastrous. And that's the right. same way I like to explain how you make a vitamin. You know, you put all the ingredients together, or in our case, the nutrients. And then you throw in a little, you know, whether it's a chocolate chip here or a little pinch of cinnamon there. For us, that was the flavor and the masking agents, and that's how we came up with Alternavites. Yeah, wonderful. That's so much fun. So, you know, I am always telling my clients and my audience over at Inc. Magazine that it's really important to be in social media now. If you have a business today and you want to be around three to five years from now, you better have a social media profile. Are you active in social Yes, we're all on Facebook. We're on Twitter. For us, it's a great way of reaching people. You know, I mean, I always say how important networking is, and mm-hmm. I think social media is the today's networking. I mean, everyone's talking about things. I think you have to be a buzzword. I think you have to know what people are talking about to stay relevant and to be relevant. So yeah, we're definitely on there. And it's a great way for us to reach our consumers and have a dialogue with them. Yeah, it, it really is. And it's, it's, it's an important place to uh, to be seen, most definitely. We're going to go into another break. And when we come back, I'd like to explore that a little bit more because some of the resistance that I get from my clients and from people who write me is, I've got so much to do to run a company. How am I going to be, you know, find the time to create a social media presence as well? So we'd love some input from someone who is doing it when we get back from 
this break, Hallie. Thanks. And again, we're with Hallie Rich today, and you can learn more about Rich Vitamins at alternavites.com. And go ahead and send in for that free sample because you might just like to change the way that you take vitamins if you're already taking vitamins or start taking vitamins if you can't take vitamins. We will see you back here in just a minute. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Homeschooling? Half questions? Get your pen and paper ready. It's the sociable homeschooler, Vivian McNinney. Fridays at 5, 4 Central on Toginet.com. After a handsome blue-eyed Texan fell in love with Vivian at the Victoria Station in London, she found herself at DFW Airport with a tiny suitcase and a snazzy little duffel bag. Well, 25 years later, she is now happily married to that blue-eyed cowboy. They have four grown children ages 24 to 18 who became willing guinea pigs when she unwittingly stumbled upon the world of homeschooling. Wildflower Academy flourished for 15 years. They survived and thrived, and you can too. Vivian will be covering a wide range of issues that face homeschoolers. What do you do with kids in the summer? How to set up your one-room schoolhouse? How obedience is paramount? And what to do with those snakes? Plus, she'll be sharing ideas and insights that she gleaned from other homeschoolers. So join us for an engaging hour with a sociable homeschooler, Vivian McNinney. Friday afternoons at 5, 4 Central on toginet.com. Get ready for the Not-So-Soccer Mom Tuesday afternoons at 1 Eastern, noon Central on Toginet with Jill Hickey. You name it, from politics to pop culture to Jill's search for the perfect bronzer and chicken salad. The Not-So-Soccer Mom will weigh in on it all. The sentence, I have no opinion about that, is one that Jill has never uttered. In the early 90s, Jill finally decided to put her thoughts, opinions, mom advice, love of pop culture, hummus, and Starbucks, working out, cosmetic shopping, and politics into an actual website and thus NotSoSoccerMom.com was born. Shortly after her fourth child, a boy, Jerome, now she's really got tons of topics to share with you. This is Laugh Out Loud Funny, and we're not kidding. What's a loud Nebraska girl who lived in Little Rock for many years and now is up in the Northeast doing, chronicling her opinions on everything? The wheels aren't off yet, but it's close. It's the Not-So-Soccer Bomb with Jill Hickey. Tuesday afternoons at 1 Eastern, noon Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. And we're here today with Hallie Rich, who had the distinct privilege of working alongside her father and grandmother as a third-generation family business in the vitamin industry. But Hallie couldn't take the vitamins. She got creative. She found a solution, and she's got a wonderful new business today. So, Hallie, as going into break, you know, I mentioned the, the the feedback that I get often from clients and people who write me about being in social media and really finding the time to do that and keep up with it. Uh, tell us a little bit about how you manage your social media campaigns. 
Well, I think social media is really important, especially as a startup, because I think it's so cost-effective. I mean, if it's something you can manage yourself or you could bring on, whether it's an intern or someone just out of college who might have a lot of experience with it, I think it's a really cost-effective way of speaking directly to your consumers and something that can't be overlooked. For us, um, I was lucky enough to have a bunch of friends who are in the industry, and even though I thought I was caught up on everything, I definitely wasn't, so they kind of took me aside and gave me a, a lesson here and a lesson there to really learn exactly how to communicate with people. You know, they even said, you know, some days are better in relaying messages to other people. And it was really, you know, for me, an eye-opening, and I even consider myself among, maybe a little bit older, but slightly among, you know, the computer generation age and social mm -hmm. networking. But for me, it's been something that's been great. And again, I think what's great about the medium is that it's two-way. So you can communicate with your consumers and you get instant feedback on what they're thinking and feeling about your product, your brand, directly. Mm -hmm. And do you do most of your Facebook from uh, work from a company page or do you also have a personal profile page? Most of our stuff is done on a company profile page right now. Mm hmm. Okay. Okay. And uh, you find a good response with people writing in to ask questions and make comments? Yeah, we're always hearing from our consumers. And I think it's really important to listen to what they're saying, both positive and negative, because, you know, I definitely do not have everything right for sure. And I think to hear back from people on little things that they'd like fixed or questions that they didn't see on the FAQ page that they'd like to see, flavor mm -hmm. ideas, new formula ideas. I think it's great to hear and have that dialogue with everyone because, you know, if it's not for them, we don't have a business. So to ignore anything that they have to say, good or bad, would just be foolish. Right. And, and what, how do you measure your results from social media? Do you feel that they're measurable? I think some of them are measurable. I don't think all of them are. You know, we may put a coupon code up online on Facebook, for example, or Twitter, and we can see how many people redeem that code. We can see how many people, there's different ways of seeing the percentage that, of people that responded or who were, had impressions on your postings. So we'll look at things like that. But I just think, generally speaking, just being present, being able to be there, them seeing your status updates, as well as where we've been in terms of press we post, but we also like to post little tidbits and just facts for people that also can help to educate them about nutrients, about news, recent studies. And for us, it's really important just to be another voice out there that's giving them credible information about the industry. Mm -hmm. That's right. And what other tools, Hallie, do you use to connect with your audiences? I think for us, it's really about we love to go to trade shows. We love to go to conventions. We really like to speak directly to people. I think for us, we're best one-on-one. -on -one. Again, because we're new and novel, if they get to meet me, they get to meet the people on our team who are responsible for this. You know, vitamins are interesting in that they're something that people put in their mouth. So it's not mm -hmm. something like a new pair of jeans that may or may not fit and that may or may not look great on their body. This is something that people are ingesting into themselves, and they really want to feel confident that what you're giving them is credible, that it's potent, that it's pure, that the quality is good. And because it's different, for us, we really like to get out there and really meet people face-to-face. -face. So we do a lot of these sampling opportunities, a lot of trade shows and conventions. And for us, it's just really getting out of the office and meeting our consumers face-to-face. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, bringing up the, the trade show topic, I've had a lot of clients who seem to be in the business to go to trade shows. In other words, the trade shows can be so cost prohibitive and they come back with maybe enough sales to break even for the trade show. Did When you were first launching, did you experience that as a problem? I think it's a problem. I think trade shows are very expensive and I think that sometimes they are cost prohibitive. They don't make it easy for the little guy 
to really come in and present themselves. And, I mean, I have a problem with just industries doing that in general because I think without the little guy, there's no intervention, there's no excitement about an industry, no matter what it is. And I think, you know, the harder that industries make it for the newcomers, it's really doing a disservice to the industry at large because the big guys used to be little guys once. And I think that they have to make it easier for people who are just starting out to really present their products, their ideas, and their services. But it was cost prohibitive. But for us, we were lucky enough that our distributor um, kind of allotted out shelves and you know areas in, in their trade show booth that we were able to take part in, which really made it more cost effective for us. So we were lucky in that we had a great partner to work with, but I don't think everyone's always as fortunate. Yeah, absolutely. Did you have, um, tell us a little bit about the, the mission you, you set on to find that partner. How did you find that distributor partner? Well, I was lucky enough that I had worked with them previously um, through my father's company. And when I had launched Alternavites, I went to go meet with them. They loved the concept immediately, and we kind of just came on, and we've had a wonderful working relationship since. And it's been, a, you know, a real blessing because we need, you need partners, you need people who, Again, we always believe in constant communication. So if we can't reach out to stores all the time, our distributor can. And so we've you know, had a, a nice working relationship with them. And I think it's really important to partner yourself with people who you trust and who have the same kind of business values and integrity that you do so that you know that they're doing the same type of work for your company that you would do yourself. Mm-hmm. So, Hallie, you had this previous experience with your distributor. Do you have any advice for people who are wishing to go to market and don't have a connection to a distributor? I think that the best thing to do is just to talk to people. You know, I mean, I always like to say that in this economy, you know, money might be scarce and jobs might be scarce, but people aren't. And everyone wants to talk, and whether it helps them from a selfish point of view or just looking to kind of boast themselves and feel better that they're in a good position, I think people always want to talk now in this economy and hear about what's going on and keep their ear to the ground. And I think that if you're going to start something in an industry, and even if you know people, that's something I still had to do because I sure don't know everybody. And since this is new and novel, I had to talk to different people to get their ideas and talk to different types of retailers that I hadn't spoken with before. And I think just, you know, lining yourself with people who are in your network, whether it's through a friend of yours, a colleague of yours, through trade associations, entrepreneurial groups. I just think it's really important. I think the more people you talk to, the more information you have and the better decisions you can make. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, to really get out there. Was there ever a time during this journey, Hallie, where you just felt overwhelmed and, and you know went through, even if it was just moments of feeling like quitting or giving up? Every day. (laughs) I think you have moments every day. And, you know, you just have to dig down deep and say, I can do this because I believe in it and I'm passionate about it. And, you know, I think chaos is the norm. And if chaos isn't something you can deal with, being an entrepreneur is not for you. And I think that, you know, there's always moments where you feel like, what am I doing and why am I doing this and how come I'm doing this? But then, you you know, take a step back, you breathe, you take a sip of water and you say, ah, I remember why I'm doing this. And you trudge forward because... Again, in order to take that initial step to do something like this and to take the risk, you got to really believe in it and be passionate about it. That's something you can't fake. So right. I think that, you know, while every day I, you know, definitely look in the mirror and say, why? <laughs> you know, then five <laughs> minutes later, I'm like, thank God I made this decision. Yeah, yeah. So analysis paralysis. I hear that your father used that term pretty frequently. Tell us about it. Yeah, that was one of my father's favorite terms, actually. And he would always say analysis paralysis. And what I 
what I took away from it, and I think most of our colleagues at our old company did, is that you can spend forever analyzing something, crunching numbers, looking at things, but there comes a point in time where you just have to make a move. And if you just sit on things for way too long, you'll either miss the opportunity or talk yourself into either doing it or not doing it because you can find things to support either either direction usually. So for us, it was always, okay, let's look at the numbers, let's look at the information we have, let's make the best decision, and then let's move because otherwise we're going to get paralyzed in really dealing with everything that may or may not be important, but at the end of the day, you have to get back to the business of doing business and not the business of analyzing your business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, I find, too, that a lot of entrepreneurs, uh, small businesses, get stuck in the opposite. They don't do enough analysis. They don't look at the numbers enough. Did you ever go through a period where you just wanted to put a blindfold on to the numbers? Yes. Again, mm-hmm. every day. <laughs> I think, you know, <laughs> yeah. the more... You know, the more you look out and the more you realize, you know, it's the more you realize you know, the more you realize you don't know. And I think with this economy being what it is and with people's spending habits changing on a daily basis, I think it's really hard to make projections. And I think the numbers are really hard to solidify, even with past experience, because it doesn't really, in in these times, indicate what's going to happen in the future. So I think numbers are really scary, and sometimes you have to look at them and make decisions you may or may not want to make. But other times, I think sometimes getting back to that intuition thing, you got to you got to sometimes go for it anyway. you got to plug through it, yeah. So tell us a little more about the intuition thing. You followed it. Um, a question that I receive a lot is, how do you know when it's intuition or just a thought or an idea that you, you may or may not know? You know? How do you know if it's coming from the gut or from the head? For me personally, it's something that gnaws at me. It's something I can't get out of my mind that kind of gets into my stomach. It's something that just feels, it feels innate. It feels like something that's really deep in my soul as opposed to a thought that may be fleeting. And it may come back once or twice. It just doesn't have the impact on me that a fleeting thought might have. And, you know, I like to say, you know, there's always that mother's intuition. Well, I look at my company and alternatives like my baby, and I think that I have mother's intuition when it comes to my product and the company. And I think that, you know, you can't only go on intuition. You have to go on numbers and on information. But I think you have to listen to that intuition and really, you know, pay attention to your gut because it doesn't always lie. Mm-hmm. Right. Do you have um, personal processes like meditation or anything like that that you, you step into? I have to exercise a few times a week. I think if I don't, I get cranky and I get unhappy and I get lethargic and I don't think I have all my juices flowing. Uh And I think just getting out and getting, you know, whether to run through the park or doing a great spin class at my gym, I need to get those endorphins moving and otherwise, you know, I don't think I'm at my best. Yeah, we are going into a break again, and we are here sharing secrets, success secrets and tips with Hallie Rich. And make sure you go to Alternavites.com to learn more about this interesting product that solved the problem, apparently, for a lot of people out there. And you can get a sample, so make sure and do that, too. And tune in with us next week as we interview John Baldoni author of Lead with Purpose, giving your organization a reason to believe in itself. We'll be back in just a minute.
Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. I am not the woman I used to be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. Monday nights at 10, 9 central on Toginet. This is your chance, ladies, to hear stories of hope and healing from someone who's been there. Someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of this trauma, she has gone on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free is a straight-up show to enlighten you and to lighten your load. Do not let the weight of this world or the things that have happened to you control your life. For more on the show and Diane and her book, The Story of Me, email her directly from her show page here on Toginet. Then, join us for I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. Monday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com. Girlfriend It is on Toginet. Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, with your hosts, Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan. This show is your chance to share, learn, laugh, and connect with other women. The Girlfriend at Principle was born out of loss. Lisa had recently had her mother pass away from cancer, and my mom um, was murdered. A man just walking into a room and started a 23-second shooting spree. I think one of the things we both realized going through those tragedies is that you can be extremely okay and be extremely sad. Check out Girlfriended.com. And then be a part of Girlfriended, the radio show, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. You know, your boyfriend or, or your husband or whatever, they don't totally understand that emotional side to a woman like another woman does. And I think that's so important just to have mm-hmm. somebody that you go, she gets me. Check out the website, girlfriended.com. Don't miss Girlfriended with Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. We're here today with Hallie Rich of Rich Vitamins. Check them out at alternavites.com. And Hallie, we've been talking about your critical keys to success, confidence, you know, maintaining confidence throughout, even if doors are closed in your face, not being afraid to be first and keeping up with the times and your marketing and, and everything else. We've talked about analysis, paralysis, and women's intuition and how important it is to really follow your intuition. Hallie, tell us a little bit about life balance as a busy entrepreneur. How do you make time for the things that you, you want to do in life and to keep fit and to keep exercising and, and all of the other things that are important to you? I think it's really important to be well-rounded. And even going back to the social media part of things, I think if you you know, seclude yourself into your office 24 hours a day, seven days a week, you know, all year long, that you're really doing yourself and your business a disservice because you miss what people are talking about. You miss meeting new people. You miss hearing what's really going on in everyone's lives, which may in and of itself give you an idea, give you a thought, make you realize something. I mean, so many times I'll be on the treadmill, I'll be having dinner with a friend and something will come to mind that I probably wouldn't have thought of had I been stuck in my office. And I think also just keeping that balance also helps you 
kind of clear your mind and, and take a break sometimes. And it can't be all the time and it can't be every day. But every once in a while, I just think it makes you a better person, which makes you a better business person, just to really be out there doing things that you love, which includes your business, but can't only be your business. Right, right. Helly, do you belong to any organizations or groups or anything like that? Um, I do belong to some. I've recently um, been able to kind of devote some time to that, um, to some women's groups, to some business groups. I've you know, really tried to take a hold of that. A few of my friends who are entrepreneurs, we started speaking on the phone once a month since we're all kind of in the same stage of our business to try to help each other through things and maybe ask questions to each other. We wouldn't necessarily want to ask in a group session or with people who we're not as intimate with. So I've tried to really kind of diversify the people who I speak with and talk with to try to get new ideas and to get the kind of support that I think you're missing sometimes as an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Do you think that, that through this journey you've had any one mentor that has really, really made a difference for you? Um, I think my mentor was my father, who's not here anymore, but I think that learning from him personally and professionally and really watching what he did you know, over the 30 years that I was lucky enough to have him, I really... I don't think I could have asked for a better mentor, and I think every day he taught me things that I should and shouldn't do, uh-huh. and that I really take with me now as I start my business, but I, I don't think I could have found a better mentor if I tried. Yeah, it certainly doesn't sound like it, but the business was actually originally started by whom? My father and my grandfather, and my grandmother okay. worked there every day since its inception, but they all started okay. together in the 1970s. So they co-founded the business. How yes. wonderful. Yeah, so I like to say that entrepreneurship's in my genes. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, you know, you, you see, I think that we're probably both in the boat, and most entrepreneurs, are. you can't imagine ever having to work for someone else. No, I right? can't imagine it. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> we want that freedom. That seems to be the number one value for entrepreneurs is freedom. Right, although we never really get freedom, right, because no. we're always working. But in theory, it's our, it's our own schedule. Yeah, exactly. That's the irony of it all. We don't we don't ever really absolutely achieve that freedom. So, Hallie, as as we're closing this show today, are are there any other tips, insights, thoughts that you'd like to leave our fellow entrepreneurs with? Oh, well, I mean, I think just the thing that was most important for me and the, the best lesson I think I learned was that it's okay to make mistakes. And, you know, for me, half the battle is making mistakes because you learn more. And I don't think I really understood that until I started out on my own. I was always afraid to make mistakes. And don't get me wrong, I don't like making mistakes. And if I can avoid them, I like to. But, you know, I've, I've learned to embrace them because I actually learn more from making mistakes because luck isn't a part of it. It's actually bad luck. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes good luck is what helps make a decision work. And I think bad luck has really helped me a bad decision. I wouldn't call them bad decisions because I think every decision happens for a reason, but I think just making mistakes and embracing them for me has been a huge relief in a way to allow myself the flexibility to do things and to take risks, but calculated risks, and to learn from them, whether it's a short-term goal, a long-term goal, whether it's on product-based you know, information. I just think it's really been important for me to allow myself the flexibility to really be in the moment and to make educated mistakes. Mm-hmm. Is there one that comes to mind that you can walk us through to give us an example? Um, well, I think the thing that comes most to mind is when you're dealing with accountants or lawyers or people who maybe have a few extra initials after their names. Uh-huh. But it's okay to ask questions and to really, I don't want to say be combative with them, but to really understand why they're giving you the advice that they're giving you and to really make sure you understand it. Because there's no better advocate for your company than yourself. And I think right. to put that onto a lawyer, an accountant, a consultant, and to not 
take ownership of that yourself to understand the strategy to make sure it makes business sense and not just legal or financial sense is something that's really important that I'm not sure I used to do, but I make sure I, I do that now. Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like you surround yourself with experts, which is really a great idea for anybody going into business. Yeah, I think you have to. I think to think that you know everything is doing yourself a disservice. I mean, I always like to say I should know everything, but I can't be an expert at everything. And I don't I don't like to ever feel that somebody can have something over me that I'm not aware of within my business. But I don't always necessarily need to know it. I mean, I just have to know enough to know when to ask the questions and when to know I'm not getting all the information I need. And I think that that's really important in doing your own business because you can't handle everything all day, every day. And unfortunately, you have to delegate because you're only one person. But I think making sure that you know enough about each of those areas in which you're delegating, just to even know when you don't know enough and to ask up and to speak up is really important. Mm-hmm. Hallie, wh- how would you describe your role as an entrepreneur? What do you see as your most important, um, the most important things that you do during any given week or month? I think just putting all the pieces together and make sure they stay, you know, I always used to say that, you know, a lot of times people say being an entrepreneur is being a great juggler. But to me, it's not so much the juggling, it's which ball's up in the air and which ball are you holding on to and, and how does that process move and when. To me, you're the only one who really knows how all these pieces fit together and making sure that the puzzle works, to me, is my most important job every week because if they're not all working together, it doesn't matter how good each project is alone. It's really the strength of all those things together that makes it work. Yeah, absolutely. And does Rich Vitamins have a number of employees? Uh, yeah, we have a few employees. Well, I, I don't know if you technically call them employees, but they're consultants um, uh-huh. who help me in everything that I do. And I try to outsource as much as possible in terms of our manufacturing, in terms of our distribution, so that I can really concentrate on the business of doing the business. Fabulous. So you've created really the ideal situation for yourself where you're not stuck working in the business, but you're working on the business. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. What a wonderful model you've created. Well, Hallie, this has just been absolutely delightful. I think you've shared some very inspirational and important tips for our listeners today. And uh, is there anything that you'd like to leave them with? Um, I just think, you know, you got to keep it personal. You have to remember that you're doing this 365 days a year, all day, every day, and it's got to be something you love and that you believe in because people will be able to kind of smell you out if it's not real and it's not something that you genuinely believe in and have passion for. And, you know, to me that I think is my greatest asset is just having the passion I do for the vitamin industry and, you know, helping people lead healthier lives. And for me, that's something that I just think every entrepreneur I hope has and that I found in common with most of the entrepreneurs I've met. Yeah, and you really do. When you talk about your product and the process and obviously your father, your voice just just lights up as you share that passion with us. So, Hallie, Rich, I'd like to thank you for being here with us today. And you can learn more about Hallie and her rich vitamins at alternavites.com. Thank you so much, Hallie. Thank you. It was a real pleasure. I really appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. And that was an enlightening interview. I think it's important to remember that, you know, just as Hallie said, the confidence is so important. I work with so many 
people who have invented things and they want to get them to market and they've been knocked down, down many, many pegs. And it's, it's about hanging in there. It's about knowing what your limitations are if if you want to consider them limitations and not going overboard because I've also worked with people who have created something that they think is phenomenal and they cannot get it to market because they've they've lost they don't have any more funds left and they've mortgaged their homes and everything else so you know sometimes we just have to go back to the drawing board and and see how far do I want to go with this and And where do I go from here? And whenever you're facing adversity in life, it's important to see and know and understand and eventually embrace your options. And, you know, Hallie has been very blessed with with the skill and the background and the knowledge to put a lot of hard work into her company and to, to reach her success. But there are a lot of people out there who aren't as fortunate and who've put so much into their companies and don't reach that success. So remember, have a plan, know your numbers, be educated, be smart about making your decisions. Don't think that just because you think something is a great idea and your friends think it's a great idea and you do a little online research that it's going to fly because that's not always the truth. So make sure and do when you think you've done enough research, do some more and keep at it and put together that business plan and look at those numbers and, um, you know, make sure that you are doing some analysis. Hallie spoke about analysis paralysis and we can, we can do that with everyday simple decisions. Heck, I've done it in my closet in the morning, getting dressed, trying to decide just what to wear, but make sure that you do analyze and project numbers and work with your numbers. Be one with your numbers. Very, very, very important, folks. So that's our show for today. And it's been just wonderful being here with you today. As always, again, you can learn more about Hallie and her Alternavites at alternavites.com. And uh, check out Don Bo- uh, johnbaldoni.com as well, B-A-L-D-O-N-I. He is going to be with us here next week. Lead with Purpose is his book. And I'm reviewing the book now and finding lots of wonderful tidbits in there. So I hope that you'll join us next week with John. And then the week after that over at Inc., uh, his print interview will go up too. So on Inc.com. This is Marla Tabaka. It's been a delightful hour with you, and I look forward to seeing you again next week. Thank you for being a part of the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka from Toginet. If you've always known there was more out there for you, but you just weren't sure how to get there, and if you've 